0: Warning, this show contains mature content and spoilers.
1: Listener discretion is advised.
0: Welcome back, adventurer. Care for another story? One of a hero's triumph against darkness, a dragon's journey of self-discovery, or perhaps two souls' quests to find unity. Well, pull up a chair and have a listen. And welcome to this episode of The RPG Show. My name is Brent. I'm your host. This is a show we rate, review, and talk about RPGs. And we have a hell of a doozy of a show for you today, guys. It's probably going to run a bit long. If it does, I'm sorry, but not really. So, uh, with me today, I have Nick, like the adopted child that ended up better than the rest. Gantner, how's it going, buddy? Uh,
2: you know, just being supreme.
0: I mean, yeah, well, I mean, that rolling brownout is your favorite okay okay (laughs) next up we have anderson oh my god where's their nose powers what's happening hey oh not much uh glad to be here that's that's great and then last but certainly not least we have josh little money watts what's happening brother
1: not much man just waited for this for a year
0: all right yes no we're we're uh we're in it to win it today guys Uh, Today we're talking Final Fantasy Tactics for the PS1. Did get a re-release on the PSP with an update. uh, War of the Lions is the version they call that. So let's just go quick around the table and clarify which version, versions we played. I played the original version. Nick, what version did you play?
2: War of the Lions.
0: Josh, what version did you play? The original. All right. And Anderson, which version did you play?
3: I played both versions, actually. What a (laughs) boss. I love the game so much.
0: What a boss. All right, so do do you want to go ahead and kind of break down for us the difference in the two versions, Anderson?
3: Um, Yeah, sure. There's not a whole lot that's different. Uh, The biggest difference is obviously the text. Um, On the PSP version, it seems to be more old English style, Mm -hmm. which is okay. It's not bad. But since I grew up with the PS1 version, that's the one I prefer. Um, there's a couple new job classes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they added in the Onion Knight and the Dark Knight. I think that's what it's called. I
0: mm-hmm. might be
3: wrong on that, but um, it's pretty much Gaffgaryon's uh, job. Yeah. And it's really difficult to get. It takes a lot of time to get, but it's worth it. Okay. And uh, the, the Onion Knight is just, you know, he can't equip any skills, but he can equip any armor. Uh, They added in a few more unlockable characters. You can get Lusso from Final Fantasy Advance 2, Tactics Advance 2, and you can also get uh, Balthier from 12, I think. Okay. And they also added in a multiplayer feature, which uh, you and a buddy can do these missions on your PSPs, and uh, you each throw in some characters and you get rewards for beating them. That's cool. And and they also... I can't believe I didn't mention this already, but... Uh, they changed a lot of the names of the characters, too.
0: That they did. They also added in uh, anime, well more animated cutscenes, as well as mm-hmm. a few extra scenes with Delita and Avelia, I believe. Um, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they did. I don't know if there's any extra... Other than the extra unlockables, are there any extra fights?
3: Uh yeah there is there's one fight where uh you can fight that asshole algus again. Oh he that's right. That's a, right. Uh, yeah he comes back as a uh I think as a death knight or something but it's always fun you get to kill him again. So that right there is worth playing the PSP uh, version I
0: think. The the asshole so such such an asshole you got to kill him twice just to feel vindicated. <laughs> Alright, uh, yeah. so for those who don't know, if you're new here, which you very well may be looking for Final Fantasy Tactics stuff on iTunes, great, hurrah, you're here, thank you. But no, for those who don't know, we break this bitch down into gameplay, story, visuals, music, replayability, and overall experiences, and give them a score, 1 through 5. We do allow half scores, because Nick's a dick. Um, yeah, so first up, as always, is gameplay. Final Fantasy Tactics is a strategy RPG, and for those that don't know what a strategy RPG is, uh, it's generally defined by a turn-based game that's operated kind of on a grid. Right, you have a grid, and you, every every unit takes their turn and moves, you, you know, turn by turn and does their thing. Um, this game really stands out as a member of the uh, tactics sort of genre due to its uh, Final Fantasy job class. Uh, mechanic, which is the primary method of character advancement in this game. Uh, you want to elaborate on the job classes for me there, Nick?
2: Um, sure. The system is essentially like a branching tree. Uh, like You start at the top uh, with Squire and Chemist. Then, depending on how much you level up uh, each job or class you... Uh, Each one to unlock could potentially unlock another one. And sometimes you may need levels and multiple jobs to open up a single class. Um, But generally, the more you uh, branch down, the better the jobs become. Uh, And there's typically two different varieties. You have physical-based and then magical-based. And uh, depending on the gender of your character, you can get a different class. It could be either bard or dancer. Okay. Um. Uh, I mean, that's pretty much it. Like, you gain right. JP for doing actions in combat, and you use JP to uh, go into each of the jobs uh, themselves and unlock skills, like action commands, reaction commands, support abilities, and movement abilities, if the class had that on offer. Um, and then uh, you learn a bunch of shit, and you customize your characters pretty much. Yep, it's it,
0: it, the uh it, there's so much character customization in this game. It can be almost overwhelming to a new player, there's I think. There's so much, yeah. Um so there is it's it's a, a a huge open system as far as that goes. But there there's there's JP and there's XP. So I mean, is there a re- like other than the character's level, is there any point to XP in this game, Nick? No. That's that's yeah that's that's, like you you upgrade like that's it you level up characters with XP. That's that's basically it, um and your encounters will vary. So like, uh, random encounters level up with you while story encounters are a set level, um so that's 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 something to consider. Uh, there in in there are you know a few stats. So like if you're looking at the quote unquote character sheet for any of your characters. There are um, a plethora of stats, but the main two that you really need to worry about are your Brave and your Faith. Um, brave, roughly translating... There's a bunch of fuzzy math behind each of these that you can look up in, if you want. But Brave basically is dictating your physical prowess with physical skills and Faith being revolved around magic. Faith being a little more funky than Brave because Brave is basically, you know... The higher you're brave, the higher likelihood that your physical counters will trigger and the, you know, damage you do, that kind of stuff. With faith, the higher your faith, the more magic damage you deal, but it also, the more damage, magical damage you can take, which is, which is strange. Um, With, you know, uh, varying degrees, like, so if your brave gets too low, you turn into a chicken, you can't do anything. If your faith gets too, uh, if your faith goes down to zero, you become, you have the atheist status and you can no longer be affected by magic, nor can you cast magic.
2: Um, But if it goes too high, uh, you become holier-than-thou, and you decide that stick around is... uh, You're you're above that, and you leave.
0: Yep. So, uh, doesn't the same thing happen for Brave for non-Ramsa characters?
2: Uh, If you get it to zero, they chicken out, and they run away. Okay, alright. So, like, the ideal character for a melee character will have 97 Braves and, like, zero face. That way you can't be damaged by magic attacks. Mm-hmm. But that's about it.
0: That is about it. Uh, so, and that's that's the character progression. There's no exploration in this game, um, in the truest sense of exploration. There's some battle map exploration using the move find item skill, um, but it's it's generally point to point on the map, uh, with the blue uh, with you know, city and passive squares being indicated by a blue circle, uh, you know. In, uh, scripted encounters being red and random uh potential random encounters being green. Um is sort of how you move around the map. Uh there are a bunch of weird esoteric uh secondary, tertiary and even beyond systems in this game. There's just in in the same way that the story is just layers upon layers upon layers, that's this onion of fucking things happening. So is the mechanics of the game where there's your surface level leveling up your your character in your class. Then there's your brave and faith. Then there's uh, your sort of your sort of customization. Then there's like the zodiac affinity chart, right? Where like you you're better like y- if you're casting haste on somebody that you have a good affinity for you probably won't miss. But if you, you have a bad affinity you might have only like a sixty percent chance to actually land haste on them. With a bunch of it's just really crazy shit just happening in the background the systems are there and they have enough impact that if you really pay attention to every minutiae of the game it can benefit you but if you but they're not up front and uh sort of impactful enough so that you have to worry about them like you can probably play this game half a dozen times without ever even considering your um your sort of zodiac affinities if you will um
3: yeah, I never really pay attention to the zodiac signs when I play it. It doesn't really change much for me.
0: I mean, I did, uh, I did when I was a teenager playing this game because uh, I would say, out of all the Final Fantasy games, and we all know, you know, the, the cum dumpster that, that I believe Final Fantasy VII to be. Um, I've probably beat this so many, t- like so many times there were, there were times when I was in high school where I would probably just, I, they just every, every other month, maybe just take a weekend and, and play just nonstop Final Fantasy Tactics. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's probably the reason the motor in my original PlayStation burn out because of Final Fantasy Tactics, it's just, I was just, I was just that into it. Uh, I, I believe I had, like, I, I have a Original memory card around here with the with a in game save state that's got like 112 hours on it because I was just going around max just just because I love the battle system so much I was just going around maxing out generic characters and all the classes and doing crazy shit like you know walking into a battle with all calculators and all this crazy crazy shit so
3: yeah, oh, yeah. you could you could definitely break this game to hell if you know what you're doing and, and I love that
0: and that's that's something that is definitely possible the character customization is so uh the scope is so wide that you can you can break the game and the game actually breaks itself for you kind of later which I'll I'll get into in a minute but um that's kind of the gameplay it's you know turn-based this tactical style RPG and we'll let's just go around the uh, the table as we always do we talk about things that didn't didn't work for us um Nick, why don't you go first? What are some things that 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 really stand out, um, in this game for you personally that, that just elevate elevates it for you? Or yeah, yeah, there you
2: go. Um, it's really I guess it's really tough to just narrow it down to one thing because it's a more of a like a whole experience. Okay. Like the whole thing you get is literally almost as close to perfection, in my opinion, as you can get like whatever drugs they were doing when they made this game like everybody needs to start taking that shit because <laughs> they they had some magic in there and they definitely got it working right so uh i mean i would say highlights are the, uh, like it's it's one of those games where like it's got a weird type of learning curve where if you're not quite sure what the hell you're doing then it's not really the easiest thing to figure out what you're doing but once it clicks in there like it's suddenly you're looking at the game at a, like a completely different perspective.
0: And that 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 is something I wanted to mention that you kind of brought back up and sort of uh, doing my due diligence before the recording the show and sort of seeing how it other how other people have reviewed it or, or talked about it or or discussed it. It seems like a lot of people that come into this game for the first time, it is incredibly difficult. Um would you say that's like first timers? It's a pretty difficult game. Would you say that's true?
2: Uh, I would say Daughter Trade City is the killer and possibly the um, reason that most people who stop playing the game stop playing the game. Like when the first fight you have in Daughter is like they really up the fucking difficulty. And if you're not prepared, you're not sure what the hell you're doing, then you're gonna get your ass tranced multiple times. Yeah, yeah, I so, can
0: I can uh, I can see what I can see that.
2: Um so I mean I would definitely say that some people like they can hack it and then some people can't, but then the people that can't if you persevere enough or you take the time to like go practice in a random encounter and learn to fight, maybe even grind because that's an option as well, uh, you could persevere, but it's not a necessity. Cuz once you know the systems, once you know how the game is played, then it's Definitely survivable. I'm sure people have done level one runs with just Rams by themselves. They've done Ramsa as one class. Like, there's all kinds of crazy shit you can do once you understand the game and how it's played. And I feel like that's a thing that's really hard to find in games.
1: Like, sure. usually you have
2: to follow exactly like kind of the path that the creators want you to do. In this one, it's like, if you understand the system, you can pretty much do whatever you want. Sure, sure. All right, what are some
0: other things that some other highlights for you?
2: Um, uh, I don't know like the the customizability of all your characters it's pretty fucking great. Um, like just the like sure capacity of the builds you can make and there's the best part is like there's not just one meta game breaking build. There's a bunch of things that are viable that you can do, and it's not just like a single character who is like you can make all- powerful. Um, you can make like a whole party that works as a unit, like it's like a well-timed clock. Like Brent was saying at one time that he likes doing four dancers along with Ramza and they mess you mess up the whole fucking team, like the enemy team. Mm-hmm. But there's like other things you can do and you can make like synergies. You can just throw random shit at the wall, see what happens. Uh, and it's just, it's really just a magical type of thing.
0: Yeah, no, um, I'm, 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 I'm with you on that. Uh, Josh, uh, you haven't had a whole lot a uh, time to put anything in yet because we're we're moving fast and furious through this guy to try and not be here for three hours. Um, what are what are some things that that work work for you? Um, what are some highlights as far as the gameplay is concerned?
1: Well, as far as the gameplay is concerned, I've always just jumping into the game. Like Nick was talking about earlier, when you first start, it can be very difficult if because it doesn't give you really a tutorial, not much of one, but <clears throat> I always really enjoyed the combat. I always thought it was uh, different because I was playing games like Final Fantasy VII since you brought it up. And that versus te- versus tactics is just drastically different. I had never played, at the time when this game came out, another tactics game. So I always really enjoyed that. Um, that's pretty much it. Like the, the things that you can do with the characters with the gameplay are just what really made it nice for me. Okay All right, uh, what about you then Anderson? what are some
0: highlights as far as uh, as things that elevate this game as game, this game's gameplay for you? Wow, if I could say game one more time.
3: Um, well yeah, I think the best part about the combat is the customization. You can have anybody do anything pretty much um, And I, I feel the same way the beginning of this game is probably the hardest. Because I know uh, Daughter is like the fourth story mission fight, which you can easily get to if you just blow through the other one. So um, it's definitely worth it to do a few random missions, train up, unlock a few new job classes so you're ready. But everything about the combat, I love. Uh, the one thing I, I'd say I, wouldn't, I don't like that much is... Some of the, ex, ex ugh, I can't even speak today myself, but uh, the descriptions of some of the moves can be vague.
0: Okay, all right, uh, that's, that's I know fair.
3: When I, yeah, when I first started playing it, the very first time, I really didn't understand how to use the magic combat, you know, the charge time. And I was like six or seven, so, but it, it is very confusing and you have to play around with it to understand it and the tutorial is trash it's broken english and doesn't really help at all so best way to learn is just to jump in and do random fights
0: okay all right well um as far as i'm concerned the things i like to basically reiterate on the things you guys said the uh plethora of customization the combat in general is just is just is you know magnifique it's uh near perfection uh it, to, to flip on the other side, though, um, some things that I didn't necessarily care for is while the combat is great, um, I do think there could have been a lot more variety in the types of... Especially the boss fights. The boss fights um, kind of all boiled down to the same thing, uh, and they could have really done some stuff with, you know, you know, uh, imagine, so when you go from the Gog Machine City over to the Wurgis, Wurgis, whatever fucking trade city um if there had been like a kraken fight where you're on a boat and like there's multiple tentacles coming up and you gotta like stop the tentacles and do stuff like that um they could have really expanded upon the sort of the scripted fight nature they have in some of these things um with varying degrees of boss fights um particularly you know some of the Because all, like, the Zodiac monster fights kind of boil down to being the same. Most of them are really um, characterized by the fight previous. So, you know, the Wygra fight really boils down to the the one-on-one fight more so than the fight versus the demon, in my opinion. When Elmdor becomes a a demon, that really boils down to the fight with him and the assassins beforehand. Um, You know, each of these fights where they turn into a, a Lukavi... Um, is really more defined by the fight previous to it, which I think is is sort of a, a mistake. They could have really put a lot of variety in those fights um, and gave them some really interesting and weird mechanics to deal with other than they just hit really hard. Um, Yeah, I
3: feel like... Uh, oh, sorry, but uh, some of the boss fights, they seem like they're just carbon copy of each other. Like when you're fighting the uh, members of the church... They all have like these same uh, skills with their swords, and as you, they, yeah, they could have done better.
0: And
1: well, they're almost like anime tropes. They,
0: they, they are. They are. And uh, you know, when we get to story, um, I, I'll expand upon my my problem with those those last few bosses um, there. But just as far as mechanically speaking, they're they're very similar, and it's it's kind of a letdown. Um, in that regard, and it kind of stands out more to me in this gameplay when I'm I'm looking at it from a more discerning eye than you know if I'm just playing it for shits and gigs, you know. Um, other things that I didn't necessarily care for, uh, I'm right there with the translation. At least in the original uh, version, is 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 terrible, um, and the uh, you know, a lot of the the wording used on, on description of, of abilities is is flat out atrocious. I I do like that this game's tutorial is separated out from the main game. Like you actually have to go to it from the main menu because if this is a game where combat, you know, like a random battle isn't like a you know, isn't like a two minute endeavor. It's a battle's ten to twenty minutes easy, and I don't want an hour long tutorial each time I play this game. Like, could you guys imagine if they had built in a tutorial into the story of this game? Like, that would have really fucking sucked. Uh, so, and... Uh... Well, they
2: kind of did. That first, the prologue mission where you just, quote, control Ramza by yourself, uh, by himself, is, like, you get... It gives you a little bit of practice with what the hell's going on. It does. Like, they kind of throw you into the wolves, and it's like, all right, you can move around, you kind of see what happens, and everybody else does their own thing. So it's not really damning you if you fuck up. But the next yeah. battle does... Yeah, so, but
0: I, I'm talking more like the standard tutorial where it's like, now select the cursor. If we move the cursor over here, we can select a unit. That, fi- no, I am so glad I don't have to do that every fucking time. I might blow my brains out.
2: Well, that's more of a modern element in gaming, though. I don't
0: know. They did it quite a bit then, too. I don't know. Anyway. So, uh,. You know, that's that's kind of where I'm at on things that I didn't like. Uh, Josh, what do you got of some things that, that you didn't care for um, as far as the gameplay of this game is concerned?
1: Well, when we're talking about difficulty of the game, you talk about how the story fights, they stay at a set scale, but then your random encounters, and if you're a person like you who didn't really grind on this particular playthrough, but you're a person like me who did you can get into some jams with some fights that are a lot harder than some of the actual boss fights can be, you know, you get random encounters with three or four different red chocobos and they can wreak havoc on your, your squad. So I don't like some of the scaling. Sometimes it, it just makes for a very frustrating experience when you're just trying to level up just a little bit. So you don't get your ass completely spanked by the next boss. Um, I didn't like how, as we also brought up the, The Lakavi fights are oftentimes just carbon copies of one to the other. Uh, That's very annoying. And a little bit more world mappy was I hate sometimes the the RNG for when you're going from place to place. Every single spot you stop at Mm -hmm. could be a combat. And sometimes you just want to get stuff done. But those are... Those are really my only complaints about the game. Other than that, I've always loved the gameplay.
0: Alright, uh, what about you, Nick? What are some things that, that uh, can irk you sometimes in playing Final Fantasy Tactics? I know it's going to be hard for you, but just reach down deep inside and find something for me.
2: Um, I guess the only thing that really bothers me is going to go back to my hatred of fucking stats. Is that each class, like each job, has its own stats assigned to Uh, to when you level up so if you're trying to min-max you have to like Level up in a certain class over another class or a job even if you're not having anything to do with that job Otherwise, you may be giving yourself if you try to if you try to change jobs at a later date And there's ways to get around it, but not without spending a huge amount of time uh, like leveling up and then finding a trap that D levels you and changing to a job that has weaker stats and then changing back to a better job and trying to level up and um. So ultimately, nothing too important, but that is probably the thing I hate most about the game.
0: Okay. It's just sort of the, the, that tertiary uh, scaling stat um, system.
2: Yeah, because I mean, it makes sense. like You're spending time as like if you're a knight, so obviously your health is going to go up a little bit higher, uh-huh. your physical attacks are going to go up a little bit higher, and your magical stats aren't going to raise as quickly because why would you? You're a knight. But uh yeah, whatever. It's like I prefer almost to have characters just level up evenly, but it's kind of stupid in and of, of itself. So it's really just a baseless complaint. I'm just like you said, something to complain about. Yeah, well, in the, in the and the the
0: scaling on it seems so in it, it, it can be so minuscule. Like it doesn't even it doesn't even register is sometimes even worth worrying about sometimes. I mean, it's like I said earlier, the systems, the effect is noticeable enough so that once you know they're there, you can pay attention to them and be that much better. But they're also low enough to still, you know, completely break and beat the game to snot without ever worrying about them kind of thing. You know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah. Um, and I'd also say that I could do without the Zodiac system. Okay. Because ultimately... uh like it feels like it was just something that they shoved in there to kind of go along with the theme of how everything is Zodiac-based. the like. There's a lot of the Zodiac in the plot. Um, I mean, it's just a minor inconvenience that I'd rather just do without because it overcomplicates things. But like, it's really, just like the stat system, does it actually meaningfully impact the game in any way? So, yeah, that's really all I got.
0: All right. Uh, Anderson, you have anything else that you didn't care for that, that you want to add?
3: Uh, yeah, uh, sometimes when you're moving between locations, um, you'll come across a special fight in the field uh, with no warning. I think there's, I think the location is called Grog Hill. If you're traveling along a certain path and you hit it, there's a chance you can get in a fight with, I think, 11 monks. And if you have no idea that could happen, that can just totally wreck your game.
0: Yeah, it can.
3: And if you don't save, you're screwed. And then there's another one where you fight a, a bunch of beast like dragons and stuff. And um, if you know they can happen, and you can plan for it, and you know you, you know what to do, it can be fun. But for the first time, it could just really piss you off and hurt the image of the game in your eyes
0: each um i think each random map has a is a has an encounter that's all humans of a single class um there's one of them that's all calculators that can also wreck your face uh depending oh, on God, which which random knows. abilities they get because there is a, a there is an element of randomness to which uh which job abilities that certain uh units learn on the field especially like generic units um and when we when we say the difference between like a like a like a character unit or a uh generic unit the game gives you the option to recruit an infinite number of just generic little dudes um and a there are specific recruitable mobs um so i mean that's a point worth discussing before we move out of gameplay and something i wanted to bring up is the game also kind of scales out of control towards the end with the recruitable characters being so immensely powerful, especially Orlandu, um, it, it trivializes sometimes any of the work you've put into your generic characters. Um, even if like your generic character has this rad build, you're basically trading them out for a character who has the holy Stor- sword ability and maybe nothing else to their complement. Um, and that I, I, it was kind of frustrating. Especially on this playthrough where it's like, you know, I'm really having to pay attention to the job point economy and where I'm getting job points and making sure I'm, you know, maximizing each encounter because I'm actively avoiding random encounters to, to give myself a specific challenge. Um, and it, it just sort of like the end, it all kind of makes everything else feel kind of pointless because now you have Orlando and, and if you're playing more the Lions, fucking Balthier... And these characters that are so stupid, um, good that it uh, you know kind of trivializes things before it. so um, that is yeah, I had made it
3: a I made it a point to not use any of those characters. I just
0: used um,
3: my generics because I know how overpowered it can be. and I think it's more fun using the guys you build up. I have get more enjoyment out of that.
0: Yeah, and I think I've I've done um, like I said I've, I've beat this game a lot, and I have done plenty of playthroughs where I just I just stick to my generic party from the you know start to finish, um, best I can because it's really hard to not use Orlando because he's so powerful. But well, like, his
1: name says it, Thunder yeah.
0: God. Yeah, no, he's he's a badass. Uh, he basically has the skill set of the Holy Swords, uh, the Holy Knights. So like your Agrias. Um, your ability Duel, so, like, your breaking abilities, and then your, uh, your Gafgarian abilities with the Dark Sword. So, um, plus... Would you
3: say, would you say he's the best Sid out of all the Final Fantasy games?
0: Oh, certainly not. Certainly not. I mean, he's up so? there. He's up there. I don't know if he's number one. He He's definitely top three, maybe. Maybe even top two.
1: He has to be at least the most badass. Oh, uh or maybe the most
3: powerful because Sid from 7 his attitude is is great.
0: <laughs> he also has one of the like the the highest potential uh max damage breaking abilities with high wind. So you have to consider that. Very true because so so does I mean because they they Two abilities that can max damage more. All right, they're really divided. All right, so no, I mean he's definitely way up there. He's 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 probably the most useful from onset. Um, he's kind of a kind of a. Um, oh man, how do I put this? Like his character, like I mean, he yeah, you get the the idea that he's a badass, but he's he's too Ned Stark for me. If that makes sense, like uh, especially in this this uh, this this setting.
3: Like he's what, too one-sided um, yes. or one-dimensional.
2: Yeah,
0: he's like, I'm gonna
3: do I'm, what's I'm sure right. They, by I'm God, that Stark,
2: Ned Stark hasn't just gone on a fucking rampage and killed people.
0: Did 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 he go on a rampage in this game and kill people?
2: It's hinted at that like he's he's not a stranger to busting in through places and just slaughtering people. To, Ned Stark did go to the
1: Tower of Joy though. That is that. Mm-hmm.
2: I'm, uh, I'm glad somebody
1: else made the and, Game of Thrones reference uh, for this game. Uh, and, and this we, was and Game we, of Thrones.
0: Four. And we and we we do open on Ned Stark chopping a man's head off, so there is that. It's
3: yeah, just I was holding to
0: fall. So um, but no, uh, that's that. Uh, yeah, I mean he's up there, but so I I have this I've I've realized that I don't have as much fun when I get sort of to that end of the game. So um, that's just something that, that kind of st- stood out to me even more so this time where it's it's like, oh, these guys are so, so powerful. It's not even, it's not even fun anymore because <laughs> like, I mean, you think, you know, especially uh, Agrius at that point or however you say her name, uh, fucking names in this game, even she can one shot five dudes if they're aligned correctly you know at that point in the game so it's just you know the, yeah. the this is this is uh this is square soft's love letter to sword mages is what it is uh but yeah no so there's that so i guess it's time to to score the gameplay and this is probably going to be the uh most boring scoring session ever so nick score it for me 5 all right anderson score it for me I give it a five two. Josh, five. All right, I I'll give it a five two. I mean, we all love the hell out of this game, as nitpick as we might. Um, it is, it is, it is, it is, it's just huge. So um, yeah, and you you kind of
3: have to really nitpick to find something you don't like about it
0: too. Um, I, you know, I don't, and and I think uh, as me and Nick have discussed, and because I mean, even pre-show is a, is a testament to the innumerable ways there are to play this game with many as effective as the last in some certain cases so um the game well um, go for yeah. it yeah
3: oh now I was just going to mention um when I made my team um I set it up and I named I named everyone named uh people up named after the show here like um I named my monk Nick uh That's not right, actually. Hold on a second. I was the dancer. That's right. (laughs) I made uh, Nick the dragoon or the lancer. I made you a monk. Okay. Uh, Let's see. I think I had Menthian as a samurai and Blaine as a ninja.
0: Why did Why did and Blaine have to be cooler than me and Nick? That's not even
3: fair. Yeah, you were (laughs) kicking
0: ass, knocking people out your fist.
3: No I mean, but you can yeah. bring people back from the dead with your hands, so uh, I, I don't know what else to
2: say. Uh you know uh true sure to life, I was the most useless character in your party.
3: Dragons <laughs> hey, <track-ins> are good. Dragons <laughs> are good. Yeah, I would have you sit in the back and just jump with increased speed.
0: Oh, man, now now I just every time Nick enters a room, I wanna be behind him with a June box, uh jump box, like playing it was it crisscross? Crisscross to make you jump, jump. Yeah, That's well, alright, sorry. I just had to go there. <laughs> um no, and uh and I've done that. I, I that's the only way I used to play this game is just name name characters after people I knew and just try and figure out what class they would be. And and oh man, I've played this game so much, guys. But um so I think we've we've talked gameplay to death. There's there's plenty more I understand. There we make a very specific point to not do a uh two parters in this show. We might do a mini so to cover extra stuff, but uh and I know there's plenty more to discuss, but you know, what's the point of listening to a review if you're not going to go experience it for yourself? If we did not mention something that you thought uh, we should have or uh, want to mention, send an email to the show, podcast at the RPGshow.com, and we can talk about an upcoming non-review show. All right, so let's move into story. Buddy, uh as 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 the usual, give us the uh layman's uh through throughput story for this 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 beast.
2: Alright, as best as I can I guess kind of condense it, um the story opens up in chapter two. That's the very first scene you get is actually in the chapter two of the game. Uh you are in a church and it's being attacked, uh and uh you're trying to save a princess. Um, after this battle, it kind of fades back into time, so you you kind of get some backstory about how exactly you ended up in this place. Uh, Ramza is the main character, uh, together with his childhood friend and pseudo-brother, like, might as well be brothers at this point, um, who's also a peasant, whereas Ramza's royalty, very, very key. Well, it's not really no- royalty, but nobility. Uh, that, that That plays a very big part in the story. Uh, they've grown up together, pretty much been friends for forever. Uh, they are in a military academy so that they can learn how to, I guess, lead men and all that kind of stuff. Um, your first mission is to stop some thieves in town. Uh, you end up doing that. Rams is like, oh, I'm, let's go home. Let's I'm gonna visit my dad. Uh, cause I guess he, if I remember probably get word that he's like on his deathbed or something. You know, I always um, thought that
0: was kind of a flashback. To like, I did, like too. the last time he was at Egros Castle is when his dad died, and he hasn't come right. back
2: since. That's right, you're right. Um, and you learn a little bit like the, his family dynamic, you get back, and your brother sends you on a mission to stop these uh guys called the Death Brigade who are like uh like raised in hell and they're made of peasants revolting against the nobility, so you got to put them down like the dog they are, kind of shit. Um, and so you go do that, and you find out that they kidnapped the Marquis, um, and you save the Marquis, and uh, like you find out that there's maybe a little bit more going on than like other like you're being told, but you're still at the good dog yard following uh, your orders. Uh, eventually, you get actually, to I the don't end think ch-
0: I don't think you were ordered to go um, do anything after that. I think they were ordered to guard duty. And then you decide to go take care of it yourself anyway.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah that's your right. Brother,
3: your brother goes, "Oh, guarding a castle's boring work, isn't it?" He kind of they
1: basically out. allude something. to you leaving.
2: Yeah, well, like, the same same thing. He pretty much gave you orders under the table, like, "Hey, you know, there's some stuff happening. It'd be it'd be a shame if nobody looked into that." Yeah. So you go do that. You end up at the end of the chapter. Um, you're chasing down some members of the Death Brigade, and Delita's sister gets kidnapped, and uh, your good buddy Argash or Algus, depending on the game you're playing, uh, is ordered by Ramza's elder brother uh, to just shoot her. And he's like, "Yeah, no problem with that, boss." Shoots her. Delita flies into a rage. Uh, when this this is a, a thing that a lot of people complain about in this battle that you're in, Delita, he is programmed to just charge. Uh, or yes. And when you're playing, you're like, what the fuck are you doing, retard? Because you're one you're one unit, like, I don't know, if depending on, because he pretty much dies. That's one thing I forgot to mention in gameplay. Guest characters in this game are practically useless. They are useless. And in this some battle, cases, a hindrance. Yes. In this battle, uh, like, hell, when I play, I just kill them all at the beginning the battle, unless they need to be alive to finish the battle. I just kill them, and it just fucking makes the battle ten times easier. Uh, so this battle, uh, Deliv just runs up, gets killed, and pretty much. One turn, and you're left to just kind of fend for yourself. Uh, you end up killing Argath, and Delete is like, "Yo, fuck this, fuck the system." Deuces them out, and Rams is like, "Yo, man, uh, like we stay, we could try to figure something out." Uh, but no. So Rams is like, "All right, well, this is kind of shitty too." So he becomes a mercenary. And well, so we, presume, we presume
0: we presume Delete is dead because the warehouse explodes. That they're fighting That's right. around. That's so, right. So so. My bad. And it, well, Rams goes, is like... He goes into yeah. safe
2: Tetra. Yeah. Or I guess a corpse, and somebody lights. Oh, no, the, the guy... Fuck, his name? Gustav?
0: Gustav? Yeah, Gustav. Yeah.
2: Gustav. Uh, yeah, he, like, he likes to match, because there's like oil, or, like, gunpowder barrels or whatever, inside the room. And he likes a match. The whole thing blows up. Rams is like, oh, shit, what the fuck? Uh, then he's disillusioned, so he becomes a mercenary. Uh, you hook up with Gathgarian, who leads the mercenary group. You join... Um. He, like, I can't remember why. Oh, no, you go, um, You go, like, you're on a, you can get a sign of orders and you go to this waterfall place um, and you find Delita there, dressed up as a, like, in some armor and shit. He's a holy knight. And, uh like, y'all fight some dudes. You're like, what the fuck's going on? Because you stabs in the back and all kinds of powerful political shit starts happening. Uh Moving on to the plot, pretty much get to the point where, like there's some, um, like you learn about these zodiac stones and how uh, people are trying to control demons and like get there's power plays happening where people are in another like this separate order are working together to try to take over the country. But then you got like this War of the Lions, which is with the white and uh, fuck,
0: yeah. the black. So, black the, yeah, so
2: the, the black whole alliance. so the whole
0: the whole setting is set up. As after this long 50 years war thing, um, it's ended and then the king dies, and there are two heir apparents to the throne. Um, uh, one, uh, a girl named Olivia, or Velia, sorry, I only, always want to call her Olivia, but it's Ovelia, and this young prince whose name I can never remember. But they're each, you know, uh, propped up with the backing of one of these lions or the other, either the white lion or the black lion. Uh, I think the Black Lion Goltana, supporting Princess Ovelia and the White Lion um, Lard. Larg uh, propping up the Prince. And that's sort of the backdrop for this whole uh, conflict occurring. And you slowly un- unwind, like somebody's pulling the string, someone's making this happen. There's uh, reveal after reveal where Ovelia is not really a princess. They're just they're just telling everyone she's a princess um it, it, the the church is manipulating people and there's delita in the middle who claims he's not pulling uh being manipulated in fact he's doing more manipulating and then we get to act three where we start to get these this revelation that the church is pulling together these these um zodiac stones to sort of you know in, increase its influence and take power for themselves uh then, then it's like, well, maybe it's not the whole church, it's just these Knights Templar. Uh oh wait, no, it's actually they're, you know it's these Lukavi demons that once plagued the 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 um the kingdom long ago in the time of Saint Adora and all this, this stuff. There's weird asides with the Rafa and Malik, the two twins, um, the Hell Knight and Heaven Knight, which probably the most worthless characters in the game. Um then, you know, there's this whole deal with the Germanic scriptures that kind of falsifies most of the uh, the church's teachings. And then there's this weird implication in one of the fights that the, the stones aren't naturally evil. It's it's the intent of those using it. But somehow later, the guy says that the stone chooses the, the flesh, not the other way around. So they kind of contradicts each other a
2: little bit there.
0: Um, and then you're not sure sort of whether it really it just gets
2: well kind of... I mean though that at that point it's the guy who's already possessed he's like oh this power I I deserve this power so obviously it shows me kind of situation until I felt it went down okay
0: and then and then and then last minute plot twist uh your sister Alma is the uh the corpse that will be or the body that will be the reincarnation of Saint Ajora Um and the last uh, Zodiac, or Lukavi, if you will. Uh, so, yeah. Um, what do I say about this story?
3: So, well, I, well, I'd say, you know, the story has so many twists and turns, it would take forever to list them all. Um, it's crazy what happens about the game. Like, you learn your brother kills your dad,
2: uh, just...
0: Yeah, you have the worst. You have the worst brothers with the worst names, Dice Darg and in in uh, Zalbag.
2: Zalbag
3: or something like
0: that. I mean, Zalbag I can get behind as a final fan, uh, as a fantasy name, but Dice Darg, like, how do you say that and not laugh? Like Dice Darg. Every
3: every time I'd see his sprite, he'd always look like he's just walking around in a robe, like he's too chillax. Like he'll, mm-hmm. he'll go out in a fight in a robe, and you know he's just all like, I don't care.
0: He's like he's a cunt waffle. Let's be fair, he's a cunt waffle because he's also pulling strings. Um, but it's sort of just get into it kind of thing. Um, the things that worked for me here are, um, you know, the, the first, especially the first two chapters, the political intrigue, the sort of, you're getting caught up in the, the beginnings of this next war. Um, who's really getting it started? Uh, you know, the, the whole, um, we saw this in Suikoden 2 with the the parallel stories of your hero and, and Joey. And that's sort of the same thing happening here with the story of Ramza and the story of Delita kind of um, occurring simultaneously um, with their own own sort of Ramza being more reactionary and Delita being more proactive with his own his own goals and mission in mind. Um, you know, and I really enjoy all that. That's all that's all good uh yeah I mean there's there's yeah so yeah first first half I, I I love it Nick what are some things that work for you that are highlights um, as far as the story is concerned
2: I think the best part of the story is uh trying to figure out for yourself whether you think Ramza is a hero or a villain and whether delete is the hero or the villain because uh, it really just depends on how I guess which aspects of the story you look at because uh I'm I'm fairly certain that's implied the leader is blissfully unaware of any of this mystical stuff happening. And he's just focused on winning the throne because he's like, I need to change the way the system is. Uh, It's something, the system's wrong. The nobility needs to be torn down. The whole system needs to be rebuilt. Whereas you've got the heretic Ramza, who's really the only, like he's probably the only virtuous character in the game. It feels like uh, being reviled and hated and everybody's out to get him. And he's just like, I almost get the feeling like he's like like what the fuck i'm just trying to do the right thing why is nobody else trying to do the right thing i don't understand mm-hmm. and like it makes for like a, a weird like dichotomy between the characters that like really i guess accentuates how dire the situation is um and it's just really like a, a great ride and i'm a huge fan of political in- intrigue and all that kind of stuff i like i read a lot of uh political war based fantasy and this is, uh, this is right up there with, uh, I would say, one of the best plots and storylines in a game.
0: So. Okay. Uh, Josh, what are some things that work for you um, story-wise in this game?
1: Well, um, I, I kind of agree with what Nick was saying. You have to make your decision on whether Ramza is who you kind of agree with or whether it's Daletta, but I, I'm not sure if I ever actually believe that he didn't know what was going on with the Lukavi that being the letter I mean because I think he kind of just gets corrupted by his own desire to take the throne so the the twists and, and turns and pulls of the whole game like from the apparent death with his sister and his changing for the uh <clears throat> his disappearance and then you finding out he's alive and all those things it was the game for me always felt like how I felt a fantasy story should really be told. And most final fantasy games at that point in time, like seven or eight were this very dystopian, futuristic steampunk game. And we didn't get another fantasy fantasy until like nine. And this one for me always felt like if you had cracked open a novel, that this is what you would read. And you would have these plot twists that you would find. And I'll, uh, the story itself for me was just all those plots, and I really liked the way they twisted and turned. Okay. Um, for me, though, uh, I, I
0: don't know. I think I can agree with you on the Delita probably knew um, quite a bit about what was happening with the uh, site. I just don't... I think... Uh, I I just think it didn't line up with his goals. Like he knew that's what Ramza was working on, so like that's probably you know. And he he says multiple times as long as Ramza's goals didn't interfere with his own, that he would right. he would he would help him and stay out of his way.
1: That's um, why I I always felt like Delita just he cared more about what he was doing, and he did he knew the other stuff because he was just too well connected not to. Yeah, but there. His goals were more what he was intently focused on, and it was more, a, I would love to have another game where you focus on what, what stuff he did, or kind of like the after years for Final Fantasy IV, something where you knew exactly what Delito was doing, because his character was really, really, really deep, and he definitely wasn't the villain, but was he the hero? Was he really who you should be looking forward to?
2: Well, in the War of the Lions, you get a bit more of that because you get a couple of missions where you play as leader and it expands on his plot just a little bit.
0: Yeah, uh, and, and a lot of that, what you see in the War of the Lions, I believe is an expansion on on his and Avelia's relationship, if I'm not mistaken. Um, because uh, uh, in you get very few cutscenes in the original version that sort of stand to, to give Avelia any reason to ever cooperate with Delita which kind of pays off in the end. Um but yeah. Uh Anderson, what are some what are some things that worked for you here, buddy?
3: Um well, I really did. Like how they had the whole Ramza and Delita thing going on how <clears throat> Ramza was or Delita was willing to do whatever he had to do to get what he wanted. While Ramza, he has his feeling of justice and he wants to stop everything that's wrong and tries to be the best he can be and well you know in the end Ramza kind of gets forgotten and delita is claimed the hero because of it but uh, the game really makes it doesn't make it clear who the bad guy is until you get near the very end
0: well, yeah, um, it's the it's the revolving door of of antagonists, really.
3: Yeah, because uh, I know at one point <clears throat> they mention this type of just group of people who uh, I think Mustadio is involved with,
0: mm-hmm.
3: and they they make him sound terrible, and they only show up for like one or two fights, and then they're gone. Yeah. Uh, but the story as a whole is. It's just like reading a book. Uh, there's twist, and every every other fight there's a twist. You really don't know what's going on. It's, it's like you're a Ramza yourself. You're trying to figure it all out. And uh, I really don't know what else to say. I mean, there's so much to talk about, and you guys pretty much said everything. All I right.
0: Think. What are some things that you didn't care for then? Uh, there's not a whole lot when I think about
3: it. Because even the stuff I didn't like, I, I usually find some way to make it seem like it's actually making it sound good. Um, okay. I really don't know. I can't think of anything I didn't like off the top of my head.
0: All right. What about you, Joshua? Is there anything that, that, that stood out for you on this playthrough that you didn't really care
1: for? No, not really. I, no, not at all.
0: All right, well, uh, I certainly did, um, because I'm with you guys. Like, I, 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 really, I really enjoy the sort of revolving door of antagonists, this, this political intrigue that they're setting up in chapters one and two, right? Like, it, it's, it's like you're skirting around this war. You're sort of trying to avoid, you know, your interactions with the church, and you're branded a heretic, and like these things are happening, and these is all super compelling and super interesting, and then it becomes this there's this chuckling demon behind it all which i found really boring to be honest with you they could have done so much more expanding on that war and sort of uh they can still pitch you against this knights templar group but it just comes down to we catch a guy he turns it to a demon we kill the demon we collect the stone we catch the next guy he turns it to a demon we kill the demon we collect the stone and almost you don't realize how much of the game is that um because in chapter 4 and 3 a lot of people are doing that extra stuff and it's kind of distracting from you know the the main story but this playthrough I did it the, just straight shot and I really it's almost 10 hours of chasing down a templar him turning into a demon you killing the demon and taking the stone and I find it completely uh, boring, and then the whole concept of your—they've kidnapped your sister. Oh wait, now she—we can't kill her because she's supposed to be the one that's the body for Saint Jorah or whatever. I find really dumb to be honest. Um, so the first half of the game is just amazing. I can't, I can't speak. I can, I can't speak enough at how much I love the first two chapters. But uh, and even the first half of three really because it's, it's you haven't really got into too much yet, uh, maybe even through chapter, uh, most of chapter three, uh, but we're yeah, really... I'd
3: say when uh, those two twins show up, that's when it kind of,
1: kind of starts to fade off a bit It's yeah, like... you, you brought that up and that, that did remind me of something I was talking about just the other day when I was playing the game while my fiance was with me and that was the thing I really enjoyed about this game was the fact that Roms is not exactly the chosen one, there is no ch- chosen one, yeah and then you bring up that Alma is suddenly the Chosen One, and I'd kind of forgotten about that. That's something that does irk me about it, because the story doesn't have any of those prophetic kind of moments. It's just you're a dude who's doing what he feels is the right thing to do.
0: Yeah, and and, and uh, that's accentuated by the fact that think... Uh, Ramson never doesn't become a Squire. Like, he's a Squire the whole game. He never becomes... he never makes it... To knighthood, like holy knighthood, and it sort of fits along this line of this storyline where this 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 church has buried his story to to sort of hide the corruption of this Knights Templar group by these Lucavi, um, but it it also sort of makes the overwhelming sort of uh, great evil of the last bit there even more depressing because if it had just been. Um, you know this climactic battle against the Knights Templar without having to go to this this the the upside down or whatever hell spawn place we go to.
3: Oh, the great ship air uh, airship graveyard
0: to to this exploding battle with this last boss that you somehow miraculously uh, survive, which I have a theory on, and I think that goes back to to uh, Rafa's ability to revive Malik using the stone. I think is the reason that that. Supposedly, um, Ramza and Alma escaped, um, which you know you can also read in that to being or unseen things. But I I think they survived using the stone somehow. But
3: well, the the creator, you know, years later he did come out and say he did
0: survive. So so um well he says history he never hears from him again. So you know, but uh it, oh the creator of the game. Okay, yeah um so I mean. I think if it had just been turned back, so like they really went to like really dialed that, that, that threat meter like to 11 on at the end of the game. And I think that's where final fantasy tactics fails where say a soikiden game succeeds where the, 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 uh, sort of the consequences of what's happening in the story of a Soikin game, they ramp up and ramp up and ramp up, but they don't always end in, like, resurrection of the evilest evil in the land. That doesn't always happen, right? Um, it can be resolved in a meaningful, climactic ending without having to fight the the demon spawn in the hell from which it's raised. <laughs> you know, like, it, it, it seemed like a really out there place to end. But then again, that is a final fantasy thing, right? That that is a very final fantasy storytelling method. Um but it really was apparent this time and how much I loved the first two chapters, but just totally became disinterested when it just became killing demon after demon, after demon, after demon, after demon. I
2: think the yeah. issue with that though stems from um like audience knowledge. If you if you look at Ramza's point of view in the storyline Like he is, he's just trying to find his sister, and then he somehow gets drawn into this uh, big plot, uh, like with the church and the Lukavi and stuff. But like you got to keep in mind, this has been going on for potentially years at a time, and he just somehow blustered into it. So in the process of locating his sister, he happens to come upon and defeats uh, folks who have obtained the power of the Lukavi, um, and ends up going um and the like he's all about just saving his sister he's like i think he's less about destroying the evil and more about saving his sister and it turns out that he has to go fight the evil because it has his sister like kind of thing and so he his whole thing is he's just blustering through managing sometimes by like the the, the skin of his nose or whatever to like pull through and the whole demon the comedy thing has been something that's been happening for years so it's like, it's like him, walking into, fuck, like a, a hidden meeting, like with the president or some shit. Where like they've been, behind closed doors, years at a time, pulling all these kind of strings. And he's like, oh shit, uh, what the fuck's going on? I'm in over my head here.
0: I, I still, I still, I, I don't know, man. Because yeah, I, I'm with you. I see that he's he's just a guy, and he's at this point, like after he becomes a heretic. By defeating the first guy that turns into a Lakabi, um, his sister goes with him, and his sister gets taken. So he's he's chasing down, trying to rescue Alma. I get that, but um, again, those stakes did not need to get as high as that. I think that still is a cool plot, and the the idea of these 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 stones being used with this demonic power is salvageable. But it it becoming this this mad... De- well, just like place to place to place, killing demon after demon after demon. um, It just... I don't know. Like, it, it, I felt... It felt it felt boring after everything we got in the first two chapters. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I,
3: I, I guess that would be the one thing I really didn't like about the story. But at the same time, I did like it because the first two chapters are so good. Uh, it makes you realize how... Bland the end of chapter three and four are, but at the same time, that makes you realize how good chapters one and two are too. So it's a weird balance thing for me.
0: All right, well, I've I've spoke I've spoken my 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 opinions on it. I'm not saying I don't love the game. Like I still love the game. Final Fantasy is still probably one of my favorite games ever. It just it really stood out to me this time. Um, not you know chasing down and doing all the extra stuff that I'm just going place to place to place fighting demon after demon after demon with no variance in those boss fights at all, taking it back to gameplay. They're the same fight after the same fight after the same fight for 10 hours. Um,
3: It is a very good thing to add in that side, uh, side content too.
0: So, Nick, is there anything that doesn't work for you in this story?
2: Well, I would say that, as an aside, the boss fights aren't exactly the same thing after the same thing after the same thing. If you go off, if you're doing that, then almost every single battle in the game is the same thing after the same thing after the same thing. Like, it's it's the same structure, but the opponents have different abilities and stuff. But anyway, that's just me. Yeah, but if they get them off
0: off more than once anyway, unless you're completely overpowered, you've lost the match anyway. Not necessarily. In most cases, those guys have a, a, like, you know, a, a two, like, if they get the act two or three times, you've lost. Maybe you just need to get
2: good, Brent. I don't know what I'm saying. i saying. All right. Whatever you say, Nick. All right. Uh, um, in regards, well, in regards to the it. plot, um, the only thing that I dislike from it is that you don't see as much of what's going on with Delita as has been said already. Like, um, it's definitely... I feel like as humans, we're definitely more motivated and interested in what other humans are doing as opposed to mystical forces which is why you probably don't like the story as much uh, after uh, when in chapters three and four, because it takes a less real, like a less real um, like plot path and more of a fantasy thing. And there's only so much we can, uh, I would say people can do with that kind of thing. Whereas uh, there's all this reference material for how people behave and how a story or like how people can be back, uh, step in the back and, Everybody, every individual person has their own like individual goals and desires, and that makes a much more I guess human, interesting story as opposed to uh, demons who just want to rule the world.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's I mean that's fair.
2: So, um, so that's it's really only my detraction.
0: But yeah, but do uh, imagine right? Like, I mean, we can play revisionist like what ifs all day. But what if this game had been told sort of like a dual storytelling, sort of like uh, think uh, Breath of Fire uh, in that, you know, in, we, we play, you know, Folu sometimes, and sometimes we play in Ryu. So what if we had gotten those interstitials where we play, you know, maybe three three or four battles as Delita and seeing his story and his motives? I think that would have been really cool. Whatever. Um, so uh, what's next? Yep, let's go to visuals. And, score. Oh yeah, we got to score the story. That's right. All right. I right, well, all right. Nick, what's your sto- what's your score? You didn't have
2: to ask. All right, just put me down for five for the rest of the. All right, Josh. Scores. Score. Same,
1: <laughs> still five. Anderson. Five for me too.
0: All right, I'm gonna be devil's advocate, and I'm only giving it a four and a half because I'm an asshole.
2: So. Oh shit.
0: All right, uh,
2: oh no, four and a half, whatever shall they do?
0: <laughs> Let's go into visuals. So uh, this is much easier. I mean, this is this is a very um, non. It has a very unique style to it, uh, especially the, uh, uh, it's the especially the cutscenes in War of the Lions looks very sort of watercolor, but not. It's really cool. Um, what are some things? We'll just just do it like we always do. Visually, what are the things that work for you, Nick?
2: Um. The pixel art is pretty great. Um, the 3D, um, like isometric view, is okay. Like you can rotate the camera, um, which is a really nice thing. Sometimes your characters get a little bit obscured, uh, or you're trying to like maneuver on the field, can be a little bit weird. And so you're turning the cam- camera kind of helps that. Uh, the only problem I have with that though is sometimes you have to like if you're trying to target under like a bridge or something like a cliff that has an overhang, you have to like, just let the cursor sit on it and then let it flop back and forth between the height you want. Um, the summons, I guess it would be a negative because I, I just remember just, thinking about it. It's just, instead of like being this big kind of affair, you get this image of a creature that kind of, depending on who you're summoning, like shakes itself across the screen and then flies away, um, which is kind of lame. Yeah. But uh the magic spells are okay depending on what they like which one you cast. The uh, uh techniques can be pretty cool. Uh the probably the best thing is that they're they don't not they nothing's really long drawn out. Like it's kind of a quick maybe five second max uh, thing, and then you get on with the next character or the enemies do something. Um, Aren't the ones in War of the Lions slowed down though from, from yes, the Yeah. The problem with War of the Lions is the coding. They fucked okay. up. And so the whole game is slow whenever you're in combat. Um, Like the the animations are slower. Sometimes you get a lot of lag and freeze temporarily. But there is a patch if you've, uh, like, homebrewed, I guess, whatever your PSP, you can get a patch to fix all that. And the game runs smooth as hell. Uh, They have also actually a thing that I missed from the PS1 version is sometimes before you use an ability, your character will say, um, something like a quick little quote, or like summoning, like a like casting the spell kind of thing, mm-hmm. or like Agrias says a bunch of cool shit before she uses her abilities, um, like stasis, sword or whatever. Fuck. That's like, yeah, like really life cool is short.
3: Barry, steady sword.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um, that's fucking awesome. But they take it out of the PSP one. So.
0: And they don't do it all the time in the original either. I don't know if it's like uh like a, every once in a while or the first time you use the ability. It's really sporadic when they do it. It's weird.
3: Yeah, I think I read it. It might be like a ten percent chance of happening, but I don't know. When it happens, it's awesome.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. But uh, yeah, graphics are pretty great. All that's right, the part. Uh, for
0: me, um, yeah, I really like the the, the amount of character and unique animations they put into those little battle sprites are pretty cool. Like, uh, you know, like the uh, the chemist that's with Zalbag at the father's grave does a couple unique things the thief at the beginning of uh i i want to say it's maybe it's it's uh, it's one of the first fights in chapter two where he throws his hat down is really cool um they have a a lot of really interesting um special movements on some of those sprites um i'm with you that the spell animations range from um disappointing to halfway past mediocre in some cases like some of them were okay um i re- speaking of tertiary systems i really like when it's like raining or snowing i think it looks really cool um and does have a mechanical effect on your elemental magic but again another really stupid tertiary system that it really doesn't apply much effect um other than making that uh that doorter fight really hard because there's black mages with bolt and it's raining so um there's that, uh, you know. Some of the tiles are, are kind of lackluster, but for the most part, they're they're pretty pretty sweet. Um, as much as I have against the section of the plot, each of the Lukavi look pretty sweet. The only one I don't care for, I think, is the one that kind of looks like he's banded up at his arms and legs. I thought that looked kind of kind of silly, but um, like Vormov's one, the lion guy looks pretty sweet. But the and that's the only one that really felt appropriate to its to its um to its zodiac sign. The other ones were kind of weird. Um, well, I think the goat uh, one might have been airy, close.
3: Airy stone, and that's a ram. Yeah, I think and then
0: that. He had those giant horns. Yeah, that that one, and then the Leo. But then I don't know where the. I guess you could probably make a connection on all of them, except for maybe the Oogie Boogie Man. I don't know how they got the Oogie Boogie Man <laughs> out of whatever fucking stone that was.
3: I'm surprised they didn't start singing as you
2: fight
0: him. Uh. uh so um that's that's um that's how coochuline? Whichever the first one you fight is. looks like Oogie the Cardinal. Yes, yeah, he's the Scorpio. Scorpio? Well, he definitely does not that does not look Scorpion in the least. So all right. Well, uh, so for that, uh, and each of the, I mean, once you get used to the the not nose or the 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 way they draw faces without the noses, which I think is fine. I don't have a problem with it. But I've, I've, you know, Bernie's like, "What's wrong with their face? Oh, there's no nose there." Um, kind of shit. Like, I think all the uh, portraits look amazing. Um, yeah, the title screen looks cool. Like, I, I mean, I'm I'm down for almost. All of it, as far as when it comes to the sprite work and like drawn art, um, things and everything's like the color palette is really is really interesting um, because when something's like really vibrant or magical, it really stands out, um, like the sword abilities and stuff. It, I mean, because the best animations of the game are the sword abilities. Let's be fair; like those are the coolest looking animations in the entire fucking game, uh, which should be the summons, but whatever. Uh, so, uh, Josh, how you feel about the the visuals, this piece?
1: I always liked them. I thought it was more watercolor or cell shaded for for the PSP War of the Lions cutscenes. Uh, but like you said, I like the sprites, the the full range of motion that they get from it. I think when you guys were talking about the Breath of Fire games, Nick was talking about how he liked the sprites. I thought they did really good with the sprites in this one too. I thought. The movement, the range of motion you get from them, the range of emotions that you're mm-hmm. able to get from the characters, even without their noses, uh, were always really, really, really nice. Um, I, I like you. I didn't like the the summons. The summons have always agitated me because then you get that big spin on the on the map afterwards too, and it's just kind of unnerving. Uh, but the the colors are real vibrant. I've always enjoyed the the way the, the graphics look for the game.
0: Okay, all right. Um, What about you, Anderson? What do you have to say about the visuals in this game?
3: Well, this is the game that made me really, really like 2D sprites. Uh, First time I played it, I got to that daughter fight where the knight kind of has the thief on the ground, and he pulls that sword out. And I always remember that, the animation for it. Um, The way they do some of the special animations, like when the guy throws the other guy off the roof, uh, I love it. I also love how the magic spells, some of them, like, you know, the basic fire, thunder, ice, how every time you use a higher step of that spell, the uh, visual just gets grander and grander. And uh, the summons, I kind of agree with. They're not that great. Uh, I think I played seven before I played this, so
2: going from seeing those
3: 3D awesome summons to this was kind of just like, yeah, I was... There's, there's so much more that so much more that's better that outweighs the bad. Like the sword abilities are great. Uh, I also love it whenever you get a critical hit, how the numbers they, they jolt right onto the screen and it just makes that sound and it feels like you hit them really hard like you really got a critical hit. Uh, okay, that's a good but I guess it's sound, but yeah, the art is fantastic.
1: All right. Could we count the sound in to go with the visual? Because he makes a good point there. When when you hear the the crit noise, or whenever somebody in a cutscene she's their sword and they flick it, that really adds to those scenes. It adds a lot of drama to it, and they they paint a picture with those with those moments.
0: Absolutely, I think that's a that's a fair that's a fair uh, observation, and I, I agree. Like they they really use the two in unison. To um to do some really cool things like it, like I hadn't thought about it but that that's a really good point you make with the especially the crits because it's like bam it really kind of like because the whole screen sort of like zooms in slightly the sprite gets a little bigger and it kind of retracts like bam like my whole yeah, screen reverberated around that little dude getting walloped um so that's... the best that's,
2: part is like when they quote beforehand so you know some shit's about to happen and then wham the critical hit bam son. You did, uh, is.
3: I also really like how, you know, some of the cutscenes in the game, uh, there's one where, uh, I don't know how to say his name, he, the guy who kidnaps your sister himself. He goes into the room, he's talking to some guys, and uh, he's just like, oh, you want to find me? Okay. And the, the camera zooms up so you can't see it. Uh, but you can see the guy run away, and as soon as the camera zooms all the way up, you just hear people yelling.
0: Yeah. They do a lot of the, the fade to black and then, oh, fucking thing. That's, you know, they do that a lot. Um, but does anybody have anything else to add to the, the visuals of the game? No, I'll take that as a no. Let's score so. it. Nick, score it for me. Five. Josh? Five. Anderson? Five. Right, I'll give it a five too. To music. Uh, So, the music, right? The music, the music, music. Uh, Just to add to the sound, like, I think all the sound work is awesome, except for when they're making the little grass reed things. Like, that is the most inane sound I've ever heard in my life, next to whatever noise that Nina was making in Breath of Fire 5. It's right up there. (laughs) Like, stop, just stop, just stop.
1: Um, Yeah, that's got to be the most annoying sound in the game. So, uh, that.
2: the music... But you guys really just don't like heartwarming scenes. Like, with bonding <laughs> and shit. Like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. oh man, there's this heartwarming scene going on. and It ruins fucking, the they scene. They make a little, like, leaf tweed harmonica thing, and they blow into it. Fucking annoying noise, man. That goddamn shit.
0: Yes, that's exactly right. It ruins the scene for me, Nick. It's like, it's like you know, if someone were, like, taking a shit in the background of, like, a photo of, like, you proposing or something. Like, it's the equivalent. It's equivalent. That's
2: not even. That's not even similar.
0: It is. It's entirely similar to me. It's a matter of perspective, Nick.
2: Well, uh, fuck ever. Whatever. What? What if? What
3: if, if? It kind of adds to it.
0: What if we had had a heartwarming exchange and then, like, some you heard just like someone lets it rip right at the end of it, just, like, does that not ruin the moment for you? Okay, but you're
2: comparing. You're comparing something that's innocent uh, and like just like a, a natural thing with something fucking gross and rancid. Like, it's not even a fair comparison.
1: The scene itself is beautiful, the one that we're, we're talking about. It's just the noise that they chose they were, to use out of that scene. we're shit. not talking about the credibility of the scene, we're talking about the
0: shitty noise they decided to make. We know what sounds they can put out the PS1, and they had to choose that one. It's funny it's
3: because even... they do they it three times, you know, uh, Delita and Ramza. They each make a different sound, and then later on it's, uh... Uh, the princess, she tries to do it too, and her sound's god-awful. I think hers is the worst sounding out of the two.
0: It's because she can't play it. That's 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 what I got out of that.
1: Yeah. Does she play it again later? And I'm just not remembering because she plays it once with Ramza, yeah, Then he shows her how to do it.
0: There's there's two scenes. There's the scene with him and Delita on the, the, uh-huh, the plane At the beginning. And, and then there's
1: the scene with her and Ramza.
0: With her and Ramza, yeah. And that's where she alludes to the fact that she knew Alma at the monastery. Uh, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember that, yeah. So, all right. Nitpicking on the Reed noise aside, that's obviously a trigger for fucking Nick over there. Um, the music's it's not amazing. a trigger
2: for me. I was
3: fine with it. It's a <laughs> trigger for y'all, apparently.
0: Jesus Christ.
3: I think it adds to the charm of it all,
1: really.
2: But, I mean, y'all just done pissed me off about that shit. Fuck. Damn Reeds. <laughs> Oh, when it gets all worked up. Like, I don't even understand, like, how the mental leap goes to, like, uh, maybe a slightly annoying noise coming for maybe, like, fucking three ten seconds, or however long, 15 seconds max. And then, oh, man, somebody ripping ass, or somebody <laughs> taking a shit in a proposal picture. <laughs> like, what What kind of leap in logic is that?
3: Well, have you ever really done that in real life? You know, you, t- you can take a blade of grass and blow it, and it sounds terrible. It's not a really good
1: sounding noise. I'm about as good at it as Alma is. Ooh,
0: okay, <laughs> all right, I'm done. I'm
1: done. All right, Nick. What are some things you like about the music? What, or just talking
0: about what are things that work for you, didn't work for you, music was Nick?
2: Uh, well, practically the whole soundtrack is the epitome of like a perfect soundtrack. Like I love it so much that I have a physical copy of the soundtrack. Um, like there is not one. Like maybe there's a couple songs that are like just average that are like you get the typical. Soundtracks like you have to have like the generic shot, uh, shot music. You have to have like the generic, uh, like sad kind of scene thing. But the vast majority of the soundtrack is phenomenal. And um, the noises, or I guess not the noises, but the sound effects that they use in the game, uh, for the most part are fitting. Uh, like y'all had mentioned, uh, like drawing the sword out, like the way that they sync the sound with the animations uh, in the game, um, like even the screams, like they don't sound horrible but they're not like recycled like wilhelm screams nothing like that um like it's it's just great all around yeah I, I can't find anything really wrong with it and it may be there may be some bad hiccups here and there but i feel like they are if it's i can't even i can't even think of any top of my head but but if they exist they're vastly overshadowed by how great everything else is
0: yeah, so like that that, that 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 prelude that's that swells up over the like that starts to swell up over like the the the, the text that's like a warrior takes a uh, a stone in his hand like like if that doesn't like spark nostalgia for you, I don't know what will, man. That shit's it's 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 on point. I love it.
3: Yeah, I was kind of mad that they changed the text uh, into the PSP version of the intro. Oh, really? I just love the, the yeah. I, I can't remember what it is exactly. It's nonsensical. But... It's nonsensical. Don't worry about it. <laughs> most
0: most of the translations in this game are nonsensical. Even when they go to the Shakespearean esque English in the War of the Lions version, um, and I get it's fitting. Like it fits this uh, War of the Roses uh, sort of romanticism setting that they're going for. It all matches and it's fine and doesn't bother me in the way that. Uh, you know, Old English and other types uh, and other games have bothered me, but there's a lot of nonsensical shit in this game, so it's okay. Um, yeah. So let's just. Uh, I mean, uh, Anderson music. Love it, hate it.
3: Uh, I love it. Honestly, I think this soundtrack is probably the most fitting for
0: any Final
3: Fantasy game, and that's that's saying a lot, obviously. But uh, mm. when I hear you know, like, you go into a random fight and you hear the song. It I don't, It just sounds right. Yeah. Uh, the only time I didn't like any songs is after you do all those random fights. After a while, you kind of just drone it out or you'll, you'll use the TV for a bit. Um, also, some of the names of songs the songs T- are weird, use too. Use the TV? Blasphemy. Oh, no, I never did it. I mean, I, I, I enjoy it all, but... Um, some of the names of the songs like this one called bloody excrement and i'm just like what who the hell wrote the title of that song but i I guess it goes with the song because you don't know the name of the song in the game but learning the name of it and then you realize where that song plays at in the game it kind of adds more to it Mm -hmm. but yeah i think the, the sound is great i don't think i ever heard any Sound, song or sound effect that I didn't like. Because um, I know when you play the game, you can do little missions yeah. between towns. And whenever you go up a rank, it plays this little jingle. I always love that. It's just this this little bit of sound effect they give you that you probably will never find unless you look for it.
0: Yep. All right. All right, Josh, what about you? Where are you at?
1: Music? I actually will be probably the one who gets the most heat for this. I actually don't like the music in this game. <sighs> Why not? I love the sound. Don't get me wrong. The sound effects are great. The prelude that leads into the game is wonderful. But I guess some of it's just the fact that I've played the game so many times, and now that I've gotten older, and I've heard so many other soundtracks from Final Fantasy, and you get wonderful pieces of music that are done by Nobu, and then I got this. And they're repetitive, and they're good. Like Nick... Nick and Anderson both said they really do fit the spots and they're wonderful and if it's the first time you're playing the game you're going to really love it but after you've played the game for like the 70th time, they just kind of they're they're lackluster to me at that point like Forever Rachel from Final Fantasy 6 is one of my favorite songs ever and I never get tired of hearing it
0: well now that we can no longer be friends uh (laughs) Let's score it. I'm going to give it a five. Nick's going to give it a five. Anderson, what are you giving it? giving it a five.
1: Josh, what are you giving it? I will actually still give it a four because I still like it. It's just my least favorite soundtrack ever.
0: And here I was worried that I was going to have the lowest combined score for this episode. Thank you. Woo! You're welcome, buddy. We still can't be friends. Oh, damn. All right, going on to Nick's favorite category. Man, replayability. I'm getting
2: Glenn vibes right now. <laughs> yeah,
0: replayability. <laughs> uh, yeah, what happened last time? Nick said some. Uh, Glenn said some shit about uh, a Suki game. We didn't let him back. Now you're talking trash about FFT. Just not coming back, man. Not allowed. All right, replayability. Ah, uh, so this is a immensely replayable game due to the challenges you can impose on yourself um the different mechanics and subsystems in the game that you can explore including monster breeding uh unlockable characters uh different class and character builds it's just it's stupid replayable to me uh in every in every sense of the word so it's i'm outright i'm giving it a five for replayability. nick where you at
2: uh, I'm pretty much in the same vein as you. Like, you can almost—it's almost guaranteed that you can't play this game the same way twice, which is, uh, like just the strangest notion to me. Because most games you play it once, you've played it pretty much. This, is my opinion, uh, this you can go back into it. Um, it's just like it's just different enough. Like, there's the the battles on the overfields or are, are, are like the overworld map are can, are random, so you're never guaranteed to fight the same. Like had the same encounter twice almost. Um, like just the only thing that's the same is a story, and then unless you pull in a brent and you just rush through the storyline, um, like you're, you're you're just you're it's almost you're almost never gonna have the same experience each time you play it. So five.
0: Yeah, and I mean even that speaks to the replayability of it because that it granted me an entirely different view of the game um this time, playing it that way. With with you know, because I really had to focus on my XP and job point economy. I really had to pay attention to what I was doing in boss fights instead of just killing everything you know as fast as possible. You know, there were times that I really had to pay attention and think about what I was going to do. And uh, yeah, replayable as fuck. Anderson, what do you think? Same thing.
3: You know, um, the only way you're gonna play it the same way is if you make yourself play it the same way. Um, for me, what I normally like to do is you know, I'll start the game Uh, first few fights, I'll just sit there and grind for a few hours. Um, I'll get everybody to learn, accumulate I'll keep that as their second ability and just keep racking up their physical attacks and getting JP that way. And I love to play it that way. Um, There's just so much you can do. You could uh, do it the way you did it, you know, just rush through it. Uh, Only worry about gaining jp during the story missions which you can do i'd imagine it's be, it'll be really difficult because you would have to plan it um there's just you can all you take a character and like you could have a, a a priest a white mage and his second ability could be the jump command so he could be jumping around with the holy lance and just wrecking house uh it's crazy what you can do and i don't think if you really like this game i think you'd for me, I played it the second time through right after I beat it. And, uh, I don't know what else to say. It's so much, uh, we organiz- I'm getting tongue tied talking too quick. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, uh, there's a lot of customization in it.
0: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. So were you giving it a five? Yeah, I'm giving it a five. All right. Where are you at, Josh?
1: Well, as I own four different versions of the, of the game, uh, two digitals, a PSP, and a physical copy of the PS1. I replay it once a year, so mine's a five. Yeah, Um, I'm I'm pretty
0: much right along with you. Uh, So, moving on to the last category. Overall score. So, uh, the, the, the thing is, this is where we talk about our overall experience. I don't have an expectation versus reality of it because I've played this game to death. I know it like the back of my hand. Like I I didn't even I didn't even have to crack open information on how to unlock the job classes. Like it just it just I just played. And it was it I didn't need any information. So um overall experience for me is again, it's probably one of the funnest games I've ever played and ever will play. The only thing that makes me sad each time I play through it is that I will never have the experience of the first time playing it ever again. And out of any game I've ever played, it's this game that I wish I could go back to with fresh eyes and experience for the first time all over again. Um, so there's that. But yeah, overall experience for me, it's a five. Nick, you want to talk about your overall experience with the game?
2: Uh, Sure. Like uh, everybody here, I've played it multiple times. I remember, I think I'd gotten this and... There's another like big name RPG that came out at the same time that I had gotten for Christmas. Uh, I remember playing that one. I don't even remember what the hell it was now, but like I think I remember like popping the RPG in because it was like supposed to be great. And then I played it for like an hour or two, and then being like, "Oh well, let me try this other game out because the game I played before is Final Fantasy VII. I thought it was a pretty good game. So I'm like, well, it's another Final Fantasy. It's gonna be great." And then I promptly forgot about that other game. I don't even like. I can't even remember what the hell it was. Um,
0: Grandia? No. It, Castlevania Symphony of the Night? No. Final Fantasy
2: um, no, VII. Like, I don't know what else came around at the same time, but it was my Christmas time that I got it. I don't know. Anyway, I like, it's it's
0: Harry
3: Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, probably. Uh,
2: probably.
0: Mega Man Legends. Uh, gr- the Grand Stream Saga. Uh, uh, well, anyway. Tales of Destiny.
1: Uh, the
2: game There's is a lot of games.
0: <laughs> saga Frontier. Breath of Fire 3. Oh, God, horrible. I'm just going through RPGs released in 1997. Okay. Uh, So, uh, Josh, overall experience?
1: It would break the scale for me. I mean, my favorite summer ever was spent playing this game. And as I make it a point to play it every year, I try to, to remember that joy. Like you said, if there was one game I could go back and play with fresh eyes again, it's this game. I've, I've enjoyed right now getting my fiance to play games that she's never played before and do blind playthroughs of old RPGs like this and Lunar and so on and so forth. And for me, this, this game is just one of it's it's the masterpiece. And I wish more people did reviews on it because they're hard to come by. You don't see a lot of people talking about it. And it's one of those games that I I personally feel like everybody should give a shot, whether you're young or old and you've never played it, you should definitely play this one.
0: <clears throat> yeah,
1: because it it
0: is it is niche within a niche um strategy RPGs are especially uh for Final Fantasy fans. I find that a lot of Final Fantasy fans if they have played Tactics, it's one of their favorites, but unfortunately it's not often played, like it's kind of overlooked as like a secondary title when I with all of my heart will say that it is better than a lot of mainstream Final Fantasy titles. So... I agree. The,
1: the year it came out, I remember having a... It wasn't Game Informer. Uh, I can't remember the magazine that was big back then. Oh, Maybe shit. it was Game Informer. Uh, pal- but I remember pal- when it came out and it was articled, and I was like, this isn't Final Fantasy. I don't want to play this. This looks like crap. And then I got my hands on it, and immediately my, my, my perspective of the game changed. Yeah. And... and then it just became the best game ever to me. Yep. Okay. Uh, so I guess you're going to give it a five as well. Yeah. Anders- totally. Anderson,
0: Anderson. Uh, overall experience. Um,
3: I'm with you on that. I wish I could go back and play it for the first time again. Uh, I'll never forget. Uh, first time I got to daughter and I got my ass in it to me and it's before I really understood the job system and mm-hmm. everything. So I would just keep replaying it over and over. Um, and I could never beat it, so I would just restart the game to play it some more. And uh, me and my brother would take turns playing it back and forth. And I've always had fun when I play this game, even when I'm upset at it. Uh, like, daughter, you beat it, you're like, Holy shit, I beat it! You feel good
1: for beating it. So, so, was that your first rage quit moment? Uh,
3: I honestly don't remember that. Probably wasn't seven at some point, yeah. That was in seven when you jump out of uh the Midgar Shinra headquarters and you got to ride the motorcycle. I can never beat that boss at the end. Oh, wow. I know I suck, but, uh, yes, you do. Yeah. This game is just amazing. Uh, everything about it is amazing. Uh, me and my brother, we used to play it all the time. You know, we switch off, take turns. Um, and I'll, I'll never forget the first time I got to that one fight with, uh, uh I don't know how you say his name correctly. Uh, Weagriff. Weagriff, yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, uh oh, I said Y whatever. It doesn't matter. I think it's pretty much close.
3: <laughs> yeah. I made the mistake of... This is before I knew to save in another slot. When a game asks you to save. So oh, I went into that fight, no. and I'm like, I gotta fight him one-on-one. Oh, no. And somehow, I beat him. I got lucky. I think it's because I always use auto-potion for some reason.
0: But because it's um, good. Like, even...
3: Fights like that where it's like, oh shit, I didn't know this was going to happen. And you feel like if you lose, it's going to set you back a bit.
0: Mm-hmm. And
3: I love that that game gives me that feeling. Yeah. Um, it's like the whole package for me, really.
0: And yeah, Back to, the, back to the, the, the mention of Daughter, one of my earliest memories of this game is, yeah, that fight's hard. I don't remember if I lost to it a whole bunch the first time I played it, but I do know that the, uh, the knight character that... Sort of like the named guy that you interrogate. Um, he is listed as a fencer in the in the fight. So oh. for the longest time, I I was absolutely positive he had some sort of special stats or stat curve or anything. So like the first like five or six times after I play after my first playthrough that I replayed the game, like I would grind directly to a mediator. So that I could talk him into the party, every time, because and then he would be one of my principal characters moving forward. Even though he is, he is just a knight. There's nothing special about him other than they changed that tag on him at the start of that fight. There's an absolute, and you still kick his ass afterwards, interrogating him, even though he's oh, a yeah. member of your party. That, that's uh, probably
3: the only thing I like about Algus or August,
1: is when he just he's just beating the shit out of this dude. Yeah, kicking that, that guy. Algus has got to be the biggest piece of shit in every Final Fantasy game ever. He's
0: the biggest piece of shit in any game ever. Like, I can't think of a single other piece of shit that is nearly as shitty as Algus.
1: I want to choke that guy every time he shows up on the screen. I wish I could just let him die, Like, he can't go on with the game. Towards the end of the game, there's a guy that seals your doom
0: trapping you in hell, essentially. And he is not nearly as much of a shit brick as Algus is. Like, your brother killed your father with a slow, deadly poison. Still not nearly as much of a a shit brick. Still not as nearly as much of a shit brick as Algus is. Your brother ordered Algus to kill her. Still not nearly as much of a shit brick as Algus is. I mean, your brother,
3: uh, your oldest brother, killed or Zao Bag, or uh, Dysadar
1: killed Zao and Algus is still the bigger dick. Yeah, yeah it's,
0: he's the yeah. biggest dick.
1: Yeah, Algus is just—he's got to be the most, most hated individual I've ever come across in a video game. I've never disliked someone else more.
3: I, I, I think it's a, its hilarious because, in the—I you know, guess they realize a lot of people hated his guts. So in the PSP version, there's the mission to kill him again, and he's again, crying yeah. for his mommy. But if you do the multiplayer missions with somebody, which me and my brother did. The last one, you fight ten of them, and he's really, really strong. But if you if you can get to that fight, I'm pretty sure you'd be able to manage to beat him. So you get to kill him ten times in one fight. Oh my
0: god! Like anytime there's somebody I don't like, I just want to print, have a printout of his face, and just tape it on their face, like beat the shit out. All right, so let's move out of overall experience, so we can start wrapping this show up. It's been a beast. But first, we have quick fire questions. First up, who's your favorite character? Josh Go. Uh Sid. Nick, go.
2: What a cop out. It's obviously Delita.
0: Alright. Anderson, go. Wow.
3: I was gonna say Delita too.
0: I like uh I like Sid's son, uh Orin. Olan. Olan Yeah. They change it, it's weird. His his I galaxy like abilities. Too. His galaxy abilities are amazing.
1: All right. Mastadio's the shit with snipe.
0: Now, he
3: reminds me of Orlando Bloom for some reason.
0: No, so you're uh, you decide the situation, but you have to pick: is it Alma or Ultima? Josh, go. Alma. Anderson. Ultima. Nick. I'm gonna go with Alma. I'm gonna go with Ultima because that red thong she's wearing, she might have wings coming <laughs> out of her head, but I'm down. All right. Oh, dude, you don't know what Alma's got under those skirts. I do. Her spells are weak sauce, bro. Like, she she grew up in a monastery. There's no shaving down there. All right. Um, <laughs> what? I mean, hey. Yeah, All right. You're not wrong. So, uh, <laughs> does Melia hey. Duel actually have a use? Josh, go. What was the question? I was just laughing. Does Melia Duel have a use? No. Nick?
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, You could take her equipment and then kick her out of the party.
0: Oh, wow. Anderson.
3: I'd say yes, because I forgot to mention this, but, you know, PS1 version, she can't use her abilities on monsters. In the PSP version, she can. Oh. Instead of breaking breaking nothing, it hurts them a lot.
0: That's, what? That's actually amazing, if that's, if that's oh, yeah, the so case. No,
3: but, I mean, you already have Sid and everyone else, so. Yeah, yeah.
0: but I, I still like, she still has really good, like, uh, native stats, so I, I don't always use her, but when I do... I go ninja.
1: Yeah, she
2: looks really cool, um, too.
1: <laughs> Was she a hot sister also?
0: No. No. No.
2: No. Well, she's plus, a, is the hot sister.
1: Well, she she wears plate,
0: like, because there's, like, plate and cloth in those Holy Templar armors. So, like, like, sweaty chicks, man? Like, not into that. Dude, she
1: might be a CrossFit
0: girl. Not into that. <laughs> not into that. If she can bench press me, not into that. Not, I'm not, I'm not into the Amazonian the same way but Nick is. you okay. picked Ultima. <laughs> but that's because she wore that sexy red thong. All right. So I mean, true, okay. that's it's it was it was all in the thong. Okay. All right. Favorite zodiac fight. Nick, go.
2: Uh, it's gonna have to be your second encounter with uh Bellius because you do the one-on-one fight with Ygraff and then you whoop his ass and then you get your whole team in to back you up and it's like yeah. Bitch, you're going down.
0: It's like, oh, you brought friends? So did I. All right, Anderson, go. Same, just
3: I don't know if it's because I'm an Ares or how he just looked really cool. And he gave me a hell of a ton the first time I fought him. So
1: kicked his ass and I love it.
0: All right, Josh, you go.
1: I have to say the same, but it's because of the whole scene. You're breaking into the castle. Everybody's dead. Single fight. Then, it's the whole thing. Um, I actually like the fight with with Oogie Boogie.
0: Um, as silly as that character um, design is, like that's 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 the moment uh, where if you're going to be into this this demon sub story like plot, like it becomes incredibly apparent that you need to get your hands on all of these stones before anybody else does. It sort of sets the tone, um, and that and that sort of laugh he does when he morphs is amazing. So oh, I, oh, I love that sound. So uh, I am. That's where I am. All right. This is a bit of a more complex question. So just go down with the your main your main class, your support class, and sort of what you have in each rank. Um, favorite character build. Nick, go.
2: Um, probably going to be main job ninja, sub uh job, samurai drawout, and then you got uh blade grasp, um shit, uh, attack up or whatever, and then teleport.
0: Ooh, that's pretty fun. I like the sound of that. Alright, Anderson?
3: Um, it's really difficult to pick one. Uh, I'm just going to go with Lancer. Uh, his secondary skill could be uh, uh, the monk skill, so he can heal if he needs to. He'll have blade grasp, uh, CT shorten, and uh, walk HP up too, so he's pretty much just a
1: one-man army. All right. Josh, where you at? Mine's actually the same as what Anderson's is. I use the monk so I can self-heal, HP walk so I can self-heal, and, and go from there. So that way I have great distance with my attacks. Man. So, like, I'm I'm really close
0: to Nick's minus a couple things. So uh, main class ninja... Uh, secondary can is sort of irrelevant but we'll say uh, we'll say samurai draw because I really like some of the uh, the buff abilities in there um then instead of uh, what did you have as your support blade grass or is that your counter
2: my counter counter, counter would uh, probably before uh... it was attacked up or whatever
0: all right so counter I use, I use auto potion. I don't know. Nick hates the item management, but I love auto potion. Um, my support is concentration. No, the the secondary ability is because I did this this game and I loved it. So primary ninja, secondary charge, counter uh counter ability is uh is auto potion with concentrate and I think I had move plus two, but you could use fly, teleport, move plus three, even ignore height. But uh he would he was a murder ball. Like he'd one shot anything. It was stupid. It was stupid. Plus 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 hundred percent hit on all thrown items. Pretty sweet. <laughs> pretty sweet. Yeah, you could put that on a,
3: a thief too, and then uh he can pretty much almost steal anything. So, except for
0: Genji armor.
2: Well so, concentration. Concentration only removes any evasion bonuses the opponent has.
0: No, it's a hundred percent all the time.
2: No,
0: yeah, not with stealing. You don't 100% oh, steal yeah. with concentrate. Yeah, no, yeah, you don't 100% steal with concentrate yeah.
2: <laughs> No, I had
3: I had read on it because I, I looked this part up in the guide about the whole stealing That's speed. Thing. Uh, some guy had mentioned that the numbers that change are also affected by that skill. It's not 100%, but it, it goes up a good bit.
0: I didn't notice that at all, but um, definitely concentrate is. I, I used the hell out of concentrate this playthrough, guys. It was amazing. All right, final question. Definitive edition, original or War of the Lions?
1: Josh, go. Uh, I'm going to go with War of the Lions. Cleans up a lot of stuff.
0: Nick?
2: Yeah, War of the Lions. The added stuff is just superior to the original. And the, the fixed translation, whether you like it or hate Old English, it's, it's superior. So.
0: All right, Anderson?
3: I'm going to say War of the Lions. But if you can get the patch to fix that slowdown, because that slowdown is... Very noticeable, and it will piss you off after a while.
0: All right, uh, I'm going to be the lone wolf and say I like the original. There are spots where I wish I had War of the Lions, so like, there is a weird running out of things to get when you could be working on the Dark Knight kind of stuff, and Balthier is amazing. It's just uh, the, it's different enough to not trigger my nostalgia bone when I play War of the Lions, so I'm choosing the original just because it, it, it triggers my, my nostalgia better, and that's the the pure reason. Only reason why. So uh, that's it. Before I go into the outro here, uh, first uh, thank you, Josh, and thank you, Anderson, for coming along this hell of an adventure with us. This is a long show. This might be the longest show to date. I'll have to check. Um, It's pretty close. (laughs) And there's so many more things that we want to talk about, so we might have to do uh, make it a discussion topic on a a later episode. Um, The next episode is the season two wrap-up, so we'll go through and Rank the games from this year and talk about everything from Season 2. So any questions anybody has for Season 2 or anything we did this past year, please send those in before we record in two weeks or a week from when you hear this. So you have a week to get those questions in. So you can visit our home on the web at therpgshow.com. You can follow us on Twitter at therpgpodcast. We have links to all sorts of things on our website, the first of which is to the Discord link, where we all chat and do cool things, make dick jokes, talk about, uh, what have you. It's all there. It's all cool. Uh, Please come on over. For those that don't understand, you click the link once, it takes you to the website, you make an account, click the link a second time, it will link your account to the Discord. There's an app on your phone and on your desktop. You can really access it, however, so join in the conversation there. You can – I think I said you could send us an email, podcast at the rbgshow.com. If I didn't, blah. Uh, we need iTunes ratings, guys. So if you haven't headed on over to iTunes and left us a rating and review, please do so. Each one counts, and we love you for it. I'm not telling you not to make a second iTunes account and leave a second rating and review, but you can. Um, that's – I think that's it. Um, you got the Amazon thing. Oh, yeah. go to the. You can go to the help link. Every uh, go if you go to the website, click on the help link. There's an Amazon affiliate tab, it's also in each of the show notes. All you have to do is bookmark that and use that link whenever you're doing your shopping on Amazon. We all know you're getting that free two day shipping for you know your new butt plugs or your edible lubricant, whatever you're buying on Amazon with that free uh, two day shipping. The prime, whatever it doesn't cost you anything extra, A small bit does come back to us, it adds up. Over time, supposedly, is what they tell me. So those of you already using it, I appreciate the hell out of that. Each bit counts, and uh, we do love you for it again. We love you all. You're all so great. And until next time, say goodbye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye,
2: everybody. Bye, everybody.